It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And good morning, everyone. We are live. This is the Falcons podcast, the gut reaction the day after the Thursday night loss to the Carolina Panthers. We've all had it isn't quite a gut reaction because we've all had a chance to sleep on it. But welcome in, everyone. We are live on YouTube and Facebook. And uh, we want to get into it a little bit. I know that was a disappointing loss for uh, Atlanta Falcons fans. It felt like probably the worst performance of the season overall. Uh, I don't think anybody's really going to argue with that. Uh, There were so many things to be disappointed about. And there were not a lot of positives to take out of this. Um, And as Roderick Cook, good morning, Roderick coming in, says it's the hope that gets you every time. You'd think you'd stop falling for it, you know? Uh, Hey, drive down, get the ball back, 22-15 after being outplayed. Yeah, we'll just squash that quickly. Um, the, uh, the, The Amazon crew showed a graphic last night when Mariota with the Falcons has gotten the ball back with a chance to uh to win it on a final drive or tie it under three minutes he is uh he's one for five passing going into that I'm not sure he got a pass off last night so he might still be one for five we'll get into all that um Joe Cannon good morning he's coming he says Scott what was Mariota thinking last night um he's pressing feeling the pressure of uh, not a good look for Marcus Mariota um, there's a, I, I can play the soundbite for it, but the, the, the headline I want to use when I share out the video of, of Arthur Smith talking about Marcus Mariota, cause he was going to get asked about that. You know, everybody's asking the reporters, what about Marcus Mariota? When is he going to get pulled? When is Desmond Ritter? So they're going to ask Arthur Smith. Um, the headline I want to use when I distribute his answer is basically Arthur Smith does better job of protecting Mariota than his offensive line did. Um, but as, uh, Kevin Mapp has come in, he says, good morning. He says, is it Ritter time? I don't know, man. I don't know. Everybody's convinced, you know, the, the, the alcoholic folks are talking about it. They're, you know, they're all to, it's gotta be time. It's gotta be time. I'm like, is it though? Is it really? Um, you can fool yourself into thinking that you've got a chance at this thing. I've, I've referred to it as fool's gold. If the Seahawks beat the Buccaneers, I think that's who they're playing. 
uh, this weekend. Four and six still leads the division. You're still tied for first. Yay. We're still in first place. Four and six. You're you're a bad football team. Uh, but that's the way it's set up. Spread out the divisions. You know, you talk about participation trophies. Hey, if everybody has their own division, everybody can be a division winner. Uh, I'm exaggerating, of course. But it's not... Uh, it's... It's not a good football team. Um, they might be tied for first. They might be one game away from last place. Uh, we will see. You know, they were talking last night. Eight and nine may win the division. Seven and ten might win the freaking division. Uh, Marco Z says, good morning. The score did not reflect how bad that game was. Uh, I agree. Um, it's one of those games where um, you feel like Carolina's in control of it, and all of a sudden the Falcons have the ball back with a chance to score and take the lead. Where did this come from? Uh, and part of that has to do with the running game. Um, and you're uh, you're you're talking about you know Desmond Ritter. We'll we'll get into Desmond Ritter a lot of that. But one of the things I was most disappointed when I know it was a wet field, the tackling, both sides, but more because of the Falcons because the the Panthers had the ball more and were running the ball more. The tackling was atrocious. That was as bad a tackling as I've seen in a professional football game that I can remember. It it reminded me of watching Big 12 football from a couple of years ago when the games are in the 50s. They just have better quarterback play. <laughs> um, so there's a, I have a couple of questions, though, coming in, and I know lo- lots of folks are going to have questions, and, and keep them coming. We'll, we'll get to them. Nick will be joining us here shortly. At least he's supposed to. Um, I hate speaking in definitives when I'm not in control of the situation. There's a couple of qu- questions I have, and we'll, we'll unpeel the Marcus Mariota thing for sure. Uh, but that wasn't the only big personnel question I had. One of them is fourth and 10, the drive before the drive you scored. You're at midfield. And Kyle Pitts comes in motion and starts slowing down. I'm like, they're not leaving him in to protect, are they? On fourth and ten, yes, they did. Didn't matter. He got sacked anyway. Well, why is your number four unicorn number four pick unicorn pick of a tight end, the best tight end ever, catch radius of you know eight feet? Why is he in it protecting? So you can throw the ball to Kaderil Hodge, Demir Bird, and, and uh, Drake London. Okay, but and and uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, Zacchaeus out there instead of Kyle Pitts, and it wasn't working anyway. The other big question I have, and I actually put it on Twitter just now with this with this clip, I'll show it to you. Is I can't imagine one of the, it didn't get asked last night. That's one of the, the things I would have asked if I was there. Is Cordell, was Cordell Patterson hurt again? If Cordell Patterson, he, he had thirty eight percent of the snaps last night. Okay, if he's healthy enough to be back there for kickoff returns, he's healthy enough to play in the final series of the fourth quarter. Who was back there instead? Not Caleb Huntley, um, not Tyler Algier, but Avery Williams. Okay, Avery Williams offers something a little different. Might catch the ball better if Cordero Patterson's unavailable. That's a question that needs to be asked. Where was Cordero Patterson? What, why was he not on the field? Oh, we're working him back in slowly. Okay, fine. Don't let him return freaking kickoffs then. Okay? Don't let him return kickoffs if you're working him back in slowly. That's much more for someone that is going to get hurt. Avery Williams is back there. Okay, <clears throat> we like him. If you want to answer this, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the 
the steel man on this. We like what he can do in the passing game a little bit more, and we needed to score quickly than Tyler Algier and uh, and Caleb Hunley. Okay, fine. You're leaving him in to protect. He is a 180-pound former cornerback return man who's this is his first year playing running back. Well, what happens? It's kind of predictable. This is Avery Williams. We're, we're back in here. You can't quite see my cursor on the screen, but Marcus Mariota is back there. Um, you've got tight end, two wide, and you've got Avery Williams set to his right. You've got one of the linebackers showing blitz, and he comes. He comes with a vengeance. Avery Williams. Yeah, I'll let the video speak for itself. If you're, if you're listening uh, lat, to, to this after the fact, Avery Williams, he doesn't. He just gets knocked straight back like he's not even there. Um, right back into Mariota's feet. Now, we want to talk about quarterback play and all that. I get it. Mariota can't do anything there. I mean, that one's not on Marcus Mariota for sure. Um, you're watching this in real time. Why is your lightest running back by 50 pounds back there in pass pro? All right, we run it a little bit farther. I want you this time, you know, so why is Avery Williams in there if he's going to be pass protecting? Uh, that's a that's a bad personnel call, in my opinion. I'd rather have Keith Smith in there. Uh, he doesn't offer a threat in the passing game. We didn't want to tip our hands. Yeah, but you, you have him back there and it it was it was worthless. You're playing with ten. No offense to Avery Williams. Watch how he finishes this. It's it's almost like he uh he, you know he he took a shot from a, a boxer and got hit. So he he gets down, gets back up, you know, and he still he can't get his. He's falling back. He's all over the place. So other part of this this play because this play is kind of a microcosm of one of the bad plays. And as Big Al says. Bad, bad O-line play. Yeah, it was bad O-line play. Good morning, Big Al. Hope you're doing well. I'm tired of seeing Drew Dahlman three to five yards in the offensive backfield. Watch Drew Dahlman on this one. You can see him in the center, number 67. This is how he's treated every game. He doesn't slow down. He's 300 pounds. He doesn't slow down Derek Brown, I, I think that is over him. He doesn't slow Derek Brown down much more than Avery Williams slows his man down. And that's how the game was going the entire time. Now, ironically, on this pause, when I pause this freeze frame, the only one who seemed to hold his ground at all out here on the 30-yard line is uh, is Chris Lindstrom. Uh, that's not the ironic part. The ironic part is, is as I play this forward, look who gets the sack. Chris Lindstrom's got his guy contained. And who gets the sack? The guy Chris Lindstrom. You want to talk about life not being fair? Everybody gets blown up. Chris Lindstrom's holding his ground. Gossett's looking for somebody to block. And who gives up the sack? Chris Lindstrom. That's totally unfair. So, when I'm thinking about asking questions, the obvious question, the popular narrative as... Arthur Smith would like to call it would be the offensive, the, uh, the quarterback question. Okay. That's a macro question. That's a big question. My question of in-game management on this is why is Avery Williams back there on in, in this, uh, in this, uh, scenario? Why is Kyle Pitts on fourth and 10 blocking back in a, in a max protect? Those are big questions I have. Uh, and then, you know, as far as, you know, the coaching goes, you know, 
second guessing the coaches along this line. The, the, the second guessing I think we can all have is, is it Desmond time for Desmond Ritter? I agree. I saw, uh, I saw someone say today, and I was thinking the same thing last night. It's like, I don't necessarily want to see Desmond Ritter last night in a game where your offensive line is getting, I'm sorry, subbed in last night, coming in the third quarter uh, with the game on the line. I, I didn't want to see Desmond Ritter at that point in the game. The offensive line was getting killed. Um, the, the, the Carolina Panthers defensive line is capable of that. They're one of the better defensive lines when they decide to play. And that was one of the things we said in the preview playing at home could give them that boost, um, where they, they play for some pride because on the road against Cincinnati, they played without any, they, they just mailed it in running out the ground ball, so to speak. But the, um, as far as, uh, Marcus Mariota goes, I don't want to see Desmond Ritter's first opportunity in an NFL game in the third quarter down a score or two against a defensive line that's playing like that on the road. The Falcons have what they call a mini buy now. They're off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three extra days to prepare. If you're going to put in Desmond Ritter, that would be a good time to do it. Another good time to do it. Let's see. Falcons have a late, late bye week. But if you're going to, they don't play again until November 20th and against the Chicago Bears at home. That would be a considerably better time to play Desmond Ritter than last night against the Carolina Panthers in the rain on the road, down two scores when your offensive line is getting manhandled. That's my opinion anyway. What's yours? I'm very interested to hear from uh, from you. We've got about several people. The, the algorithms are starting to reach out this morning. So hit those like buttons and, and join in on the uh, on the chat this morning. We'd love to, love to hear what you have to say. So let me make sure I've said hello to everybody that has come in in the chat. Um, let me see what Frank says. As we go into the playoffs, maybe, like I said, 7 and 10 might win you the division this year. Who wants to stand up and win it? Is it the Saints, the Panthers, the Buccaneers, or the Falcons? Yuck. Or as Nick would say, woof. Um, all all bad teams. I think someone said uh one of the the one of the Falcoholic guys, maybe the main Dave, the main Falcoholic guy last night said this team either feels like it's uh you know ready to compete, ready to try and compete and go nine and eight, ten and seven, or a, a top five pick. Which is it? At four and six right now, yesterday they looked like they were competing for a top five pick. That said, I still believe this team is going to hang around 500 most of the season. Seven and 10, eight and nine, I think that's about where this team finishes. Will that be good enough? Um, maybe. Um, Keith says, I hope Ritter is better, but you're right. We really do know if it's time. You might mean don't know there as far as I, I think it's time. Um it feels like it's time, but will Arthur Smith, who, with his team still in first place in the NFC South, if that's how it shakes out, or will just one game out of first, be willing to shake up the team enough to put in a, a different quarterback? The San Francisco 49ers have been about as ballsy as anybody. They, the move they made to go get Trey Lance and then to name him the starter when Jimmy Garoppolo has been okay was ballsy. That's the kind of move it would need to take. Okay, we're we're hanging around. We're doing okay but we feel like we need to make a change. That's kind of where I am right now. Mariota, that said, didn't help himself at all. He was he was poor. He admitted to being poor. He said, I am. I was pressing. When I press, I get in my head. I do too much. He was maybe a little too honest about it last night uh, after the fact. So, um, and Joe Cannon says, on a good note, 
Taquan Graham played great last night. He's been one of the biggest bright spots of this season for me. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why, if you go back to when the schedule came out and we did our, our season prediction show, I think I, I'm pretty sure I had the Falcons 2-15. and 15. And the two big reasons were the offensive and defensive lines. The Falcons didn't do a whole lot to address those positions in the offseason. Bring in Eli Wilkinson, start a second-year guy, Dolman, at center. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, you're flipping Dante Fowler for uh, Lorenzo Carter. You draft a rookie, Arnold Abichetti, so not a lot of immediate help. But then Taquan Graham comes in in his second year, and it's been amazing. Eli Wilkinson, a journeyman right tackle, comes in and plays great at left guard. You missed him yesterday. Um, you saw how much better he has been at left guard. That felt like a Mayfield offensive line um, yesterday. Um, Kevin says, my goal is not to play Ritter to win a weak division, but to evaluate future talent. Um Again, there's there's a question we don't know is, you know, how, how is he looking in practice? You know, the, the the media isn't allowed to hang around a whole lot. What we saw of him was a nice small sample size. Desmond Ritter in the preseason, he looked really good. We've seen what he can do in college. He looked really good. How is he getting it done in practice, though? You know, we, if, the, the you know I, I always say the coaches, they may know. You know, they, they're doing their evaluations every day. You don't really know for sure unless it's so obvious one way or the other that until they start playing live games. So I'm, I'm with you on this one. Um, I'm, I want them, I want him to be out there. You know, this isn't a team. I've said this team's a year ahead. You're playing with house money. As far as I'm concerned, if you don't make the playoffs, Oh, we were four and four. We had a good chance of making the playoffs. And we didn't. Okay. I, I, all right. You, you are ahead of schedule. You're a year ahead of schedule. If it means setting up next year and the seasons after, you know, what happens if you get to next year and you're like, okay, we want to play Desmond Ritter. You didn't play at all. You're a year ahead of schedule. You think this is going to be the year we make the playoffs. We go on a playoff run and your quarterback situation is kind of where it is now. So Kevin, I'm with you on that one. Um, Big Al says, good morning. Very bad game last night. I have no words. Um, yeah, you'll come up with some. There's there's plenty we can put up there, Big Al. So again, thanks for being here this morning. RC Plane Builder was up bright and early today. This is a BS game. Uh, both Mariota and Koo are to blame. Yeah, Youngway Koo has a second longest extra point streak in the NFL, snapped, and then he goes on another streak and misses two in a row. Wow. Uh, Jesse Fraley, he says, <clears throat> with the Korg, he says, turn off the game. Couldn't even watch it. Oh, you know what I meant to look up and I forgot? I'll, I will for future. Was... The Falcons have a long and distinguished history of looking terrible on primetime games. Whenever they're on a national spotlight, they look bad. I can't remember the last time they won a Monday night game. Thursday night game, Sunday night game, whatever it is. The Atlanta Falcons falcon themselves on primetime games. Yesterday was no different. Um, you know, to get beat again by... A bad Carolina Panthers team, and not to just get beat. I mean, they didn't just lose the game. They got beat. They really got beat. Um, Fidel Ella coming in says, good morning, Scott. Good morning, Fidel. Or, or Fidel, however you would pronounce it. You can help me out with that one. Um, Kevin Mapp says, this was the first time of the season I was truly disappointed in the coaching staff. Um, there was a lot of questions to go around. I think there's very few that would escape blame for this game where you're like, okay, 
this unit can hold them held, hold them their heads high. The wide receivers, maybe. Uh, the running backs played okay uh, in pass pro, obviously. As a unit, they could have used some work. Defensive line, uh, they were they were fair, missed a lot of tackles. The linebackers missed a ton of tackles. The defensive back dropped probably three interceptions last night and uh, were a little soft in coverage when it mattered. It was... It was it was all bad, and and then again, I've already called out several of the coaching decisions as far as personnel goes. I'm not talking play calling, but I'm talking personnel decisions at the time and the use of the personnel on the on the field. If I'm going to have Avery Williams in there, I'm going to use him as an outlet, a quick screen. If if the blitz is coming, because as trying to pick up a 250 pound linebacker coming full speed at him while he's stopped, just trying to set himself. He was a he was a traffic cone. I mean, he, he put up about as much resistance as an orange cone. And that's not his fault. I don't blame Avery Williams for that. He he showed a lot of toughness and a lot of heart by throwing his head in there and getting back and trying to get back up. That good for Avery Williams. Love him for that. He doesn't belong there any more than he belongs at right tackle. Oh, he really stunk at right tackle. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> I mean, that's not where he belongs. That's not his fault. Let's scroll down the uh, scroll down the chat a little bit, and uh, and and Joe comes in. He says this is the ideal game, and he has changed his uh, his Facebook uh, avatar to the uh, the butt pass as as Marcus Mariota goes down. And I honestly think he was just trying to throw the. He's outside of the pockets. He's trying to throw the ball away, not take the sack. If I can get rid of the ball, I'm outside of the pockets, and it's just you're so disoriented that you don't know exactly where you are, which is why you don't throw it. Um, but he's just trying to get rid of the ball. Um, and it, But it is, it kind of was a microcosm of, of everything that we've seen from here. Um, Dylan comes in. He says, Dylan says, last night looked rough. Last night was rough. That was a, he said it was probably going to be an ugly game, but that was, that was really ugly. If you, if you're the Carolina Panthers and you love the running game and you love the smash mouth version of it, it was a beautiful game, but it was, um, it was tough. Um, and, and, he, and, and Dylan follows up and he says, uh, Tyler Algier was still fun to watch. Yeah, he was. And he, as, as, as a player who can break a lot of tackles, which he can, he's also incredibly patient. That's one of the things that impressed me is, as he took his time following his block, letting it develop, and then squeezing up the uh, up a seam to pick up a first down, um, him and Huntley have been really, really good um, for sure. He's been really, really good. Um, let me. Where was his uh, the running game for Atlanta? Finished with 138 yards. Unfortunately, Marcus Mariota was your leading rusher. Um, with 43 yards and those were mostly on scrambles those in and, and, and sacks don't come away from your rushing totals they come away from passing totals uh in the nfl uh caleb huntley five for 32 avery williams four for 25 tyler algier eight carries for 20 cordero patterson five for 18 and cordero patterson one reception for two so he got six touches for 19 yards there's uh, there's i already put this into a different question early at the beginning of the show why is Cordell Patterson? I know he's going. He wants the record, but if he's coming off an injury, he got six touches and wasn't playing in the fourth quarter. You can't tell me he was healthy. Yeah, yeah. You can tell me. I'm just not going to believe you. 
wasn't a coach's decision. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to believe you that he was 100% at the end of the game. Um, at the end of the game last night, or he would have been in. So um, I'll be convinced on that unless CP were to tell me differently with no microphones around. Um, so only six touches for him. Why is, why is he returning kickoffs? I know you want the record. I know you're getting older. No, you're not allowed to return kickoffs. We need you too much on the field in the fourth quarter to actually win the games. So there's uh, another coaching decision, a question I would ask. And again, doesn't mean you're going to get an honest answer. Coaches lie so much. They don't call it lying. They call it coach speak. So um, you can't believe, believe, watch what they do, not what they say. Oh yeah. CP was healthy. We had a, uh, it was just a rotation. That was the way it worked out. Baloney BS Cordero Patterson is in that game in the fourth quarter. If he's a hundred percent. So protecting him a little bit. I, I think so. Um, let me see. Anthony Evans coming in. Good morning, Anthony. I love Coach Smith, but the Mariota experiment ship has sailed, ready to see what the young kid Ritter can do. Uh, at this point, you know, I, I know it can get worse, you know, but I ask that all the time. You know, how how could it get much worse? Mariota was was poor last night. Um, when he was 12 of 15 for 150 yards, I said, you know what? I'd like to see 15 for 25. Let's throw it a little bit more. But they threw the ball 30 times, and most of it he finished the game with uh, 19 of 30 for 186 yards and two touchdowns on the surface. That doesn't look that bad. 97 of those yards, they weren't all passing yards, but 97 yards of offense came on that. The Falcons are down two scores with four minutes on the clock touchdown drive. It was a nice drive. Don't get me wrong, but the Panthers were playing soft. And they, the, the, the Falcons got down there a lot quicker than anybody on the Panther sideline expected. And when the Falcons got the ball back with three minutes left, down seven, down one score, they turned the screw back on. So, you know, the overall numbers, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. That one, if you throw out that drive, Marietta was completely ineffective for the entire night. Um, coming down here a little bit, Chris Walker. Good morning. He's made it in from Facebook. So I want to say I got five likes on Facebook. I got Kevin, Brandon, Brandon hasn't said hello, Rashawn, Keith Robbins, and Joe, um, hitting the like button. So appreciate it guys. If y'all are watching, uh, right now or after the fact, um, then, uh, give us, give us a like, leave a comment. Good morning, everyone. The lack of talent injuries and absence of Matthews showed, uh, and Joe corrected on this Chris Walker, uh, Matthews played last night, but he got there last minute. Um, yes, he did. He played He played last night, and he got there jogging in. Was his head somewhere else? Um, maybe. You know, that, was, that wasn't just his, his baby being born. That was his first baby being born. Um, and I promise you, you're able to laser focus when you've got, you know, an NFL defensive lineman in front of you. Um, but was his preparation off just a little bit, his mental preparation a little bit off? Um, maybe, um, maybe. But, you know, as far as the lack of talent shows, injuries, you're missing Eli Wilkinson more than a, a semi-distracted. I thought Matthew still played okay. Uh, Colby Gossett wasn't very good. He, he didn't play as well as he did the first time he got to step in. Drew Dahlman has not been very good all year. Um, Hennessy was his competition lasted half a game and, and hurt his knee. So he's done. 
Um, right guard Lindstrom had his moments where uh, he got beat by a good defensive lineman. That happens. And McGarry had maybe his worst game. After PFF graded McGarry at 91.6 or somewhere in that. sounds like a radio station. Um, McGarry, 91.6. Um, he had maybe his worst game. And it wasn't all physical. That's the thing. Is I, I don't feel like he was getting beat to the outside because he was being out, you know, he wasn't getting bullied. He wasn't getting the speed rush. Wasn't getting to him. Sometimes he was just getting confused or caught up on the, which, which got a block going inside when he should have taken outside or vice versa. Um, hopefully that gets cleaned up a little better um, because he's been good. He's been good this year, but he was not good last night. D train Wilson coming in uh, saying, good morning. Well, good morning. It feels like a newer name. So want to make sure we're saying hello and uh, welcome in. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being here. Marco Z still believes in this coaching staff. He says it is a good coaching staff. It just bothers me how defensive they get when the obvious is pointed out. Like, how dare we see the reality of this team's mediocrity? Um, Marco, I agree. And you just you just heard me talk about coach speak a little bit on this. And, um, you know, he Arthur Smith protected Marcus Mariota last night. And I. I like him for it. You know, he, he could be in the back saying, okay, this could be the last time we're going to see Marcus Marietta. It, it, it might be, but there's no reason to chuck him under the bus, you know, and he's, he doesn't like when players, some of the times when he gets the saltiest is when someone is singled out for praise. He doesn't like players to be singled out period. So he's doing it when they're praised. He's doing it when they are criticized, when he's praised, he tries and spread the praise to the team, the unit, etc. When he's criticized, he took on some of the blame. Hey, this starts with me. We've all got to get better. The offensive line, what about the team? Not, not, it's easy to point to the quarterback, but and then he deflects. Good for him. That's that's good man management. I do appreciate that. Um, and I think some of it is the, is the culture change you're trying to implement. No excuses. Because they don't want he doesn't want to stand up there and say yeah we know we're hamstrung by the salary cap we're, you're basically up there saying yeah we know the guys we have aren't good you can't say that you can but him not saying it and not taking you know making those excuses one tells me a couple of things one i think it's the part of the culture change two he's got the backing of ownership and general manager that listen we know you're in a in a bad situation we know this team's in a bad situation keep building and going in the right direction, which I think is happening. I really do. Um, again, a uh, hundred million or so of, of dead cap money and injury reserve money. That's not on this team. You're playing with half a squad um, coming into this game. Arthur Smith had the eighth highest scoring offense in the NFL with this bunch. Remember, this is the worst wide receiver uh, group in the, in the league, according to, to everybody this started, uh, PFF, whatnot, ESPN analysis that, that were grading units, 32. The offensive line, I was as critical as anybody. You know, uh, Caleb McGarry had been a turnstile. You can't come back in with Jalen Mayfield and your replacement was a, a, a retread right tackle journeyman at left guard, really? Um, journeyman quarterback, Marcus Mariota. And you got the eighth best scoring offense halfway through the season. Wow. Okay. Is it sustainable? Probably not. Probably not, uh, but I do believe these guys can coach football. I really do. I think I think the right people are in charge. Um, it's going to be. It's just 
for all the reasons I said this team was going to be two and 15, we're going to see some of those games, but this is a better team than I ever expected them to be. And I do expect them to be seven and nine, or I still can't get the math, right? Seven and 10, eight and nine at the year, which is quadruple the amount of, uh, of wins I had predicted at the beginning of the season. Uh, Jamal coming in. Glad you can make it Jamal. So good morning. What's up, Scott and everyone else. Um, it was just a little disheartening, you know. Mama said there'd be days like this. Watching last night, where one of the ones that got me the that was really bothering the most was the tackling. Good lord, the tackling was so bad. Uh, you know that's fundamental. I know it was wet, but I'm like, if these guys are this slippery. How come they can't? How can they still handle hold on to the football? Why aren't there more fumbles? For goodness sake!s So good morning, Jamal. Anthony says the O-line and DBs are killing us needs to be addressed next off season. Um, yeah, I, I think you need more competition on uh, the interior line. I'm okay at tackle for next year. The thing is, is McGarry's going to get a contract uh, at right tackle. Does he become come from the Atlanta Falcons or does he hit free agency? Cause he is a free agent after this year. Uh, Jake Matthews isn't going anywhere. His contract is going to keep it that way. Um, center. Is number one priority for me at on the offensive line. I, you know, can Drew Dahlman in his first year starting? Okay, I know. Can he take that step to the next level? Because right now he's he's not good enough for a team that wants to make the playoffs. He's not playing well enough. That can change. That he can get better. Absolutely improve. This is his first year starting center in the NFL. There will be growing pains. Okay, fine, no problem. Um, defensive backs, uh, Anthony, for sure. This is. Pass rush would still be number one for me, uh, but numbers two and three are probably corner. Um, you went in going into the season thinking of AJ Terrell, and you got a good veteran in Casey Hayward to play opposite him. You don't have either one of those guys. You started somebody, you got at the trading deadline for a seventh. Uh, Cornell Armstrong has been playing a lot. You, you, you brought in off the practice squad. Um Richie Grant is is showing signs of of playing well, but you need at least two more corners y'all uh you need you need it you're gonna need Terrell to be healthy Hayward is not a long-term solution Hayward is the Marcus Mariota of this team he's a, a bridge a veteran good player bridge and you're gonna need someone for him and then you're gonna need some depth so uh I think uh I think you're absolutely right there but pass rush would still be number one for me um the Falcons pass rush is uh let me see where it is right now if they add, if they, I don't know if they've added the uh, added the sacks from last night. I don't remember if they had any sacks last night. Is the problem? Um, let me see. Sacks, half a sack from Ebiketti, half a sack from D. Alford. So they got one sack yesterday. And if I look at team stats for defensive leaders on sacks, that should have put the Falcons at thirteen. Uh, I'm on individual, but it should have put them at thirteen if I'm not mistaken. Season leaders and change to team. We're team stats. Thank you. Um, turnover sacks, complete leaders, 13. Let's see if it added 10 games, 13 sacks. So they've played one more game than everybody but the Panthers. 32, 31, 30. They're still 29th in the NFL uh, in sacks. Um, the leader is the Dallas Cowboys with 33. The Patriots have 32. Some of that was skewed last week. Because they got nine, they got nine sacks last week against Sam Ellinger and the Indianapolis Colts. But the the quarterback more, but because it was so atrocious 
last year, it feels like it's improved, and it has. It had nowhere to go but up. But 18 sacks last year in 17 games um, was statistically improbable, and they finished last by a big, big margin. So for me, uh, a dynamic edge rusher. Uh, I think Ebiketti can be a, a good um, second guy, a good Robin to a Batman. They need a Batman. You know, they need a Superman out there at, at edge. That'd still be my number one. Depending on how the board falls, falls when draft comes, corner would be a very high priority for me too. Um, and then interior line you can address in the uh, in the middle rounds. I but center center would be a priority for me also. Um, let me see. Mario comes in. Welcome in, Mario. Comes in with a good question. Why don't they include Pitts more in this offense? Oh, how much of this is quarterback? Um, you know, looking at the at the uh, at the box and watching the game, they tried to include him. He had eight targets last night. It was he had the most targets from anybody by two. Drake London had six targets. He caught five short passes for thirty eight yards. Uh, Kyle Pitts had eight targets, but was only caught twice. And it seemed like it wasn't him missing. It was Mariota missing him or forcing. It was some bad quarterback play, Mario. He catches those, you know, you get those within his reach. He's probably going to catch them. And one of those two catches was a circus catch on a ball thrown behind him. So it was, um, it was tough. Yeah. And, and, and as Dylan said, man, he was targeted at least eight times. He was, so he was involved in the offense he just wasn't effective in the offense and um let me see how can i put this because i was very adamant about not taking kyle pitts at four um your quarterback play was going to be erratic for a few years your offensive line was in trouble it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me to take a pass catcher at the time once word came out that Julio Jones was going to be gone, I, I hedged on that a little bit. I backed off of that stance a little bit. But when your quarterback play is in flux, when your offensive line is in flux, when your defense, entire defense has holes, taking a receiver feels like a luxury to me. Taking a receiver two years in a row really feels like a luxury to me. But it, it could be a long-term play. These guys are young. Kyle Pitts just turned 22. I think Drake London is either 21 or 22. They're really young. They're long-term plays. I get that. I'm okay with that. But the hypocrisy of we're going to win now didn't jive with taking receivers. We're going to win now means we got to get better in the trenches. You could have done better to win now than get receivers with your two big picks when you are having quarterback and offensive line problems. Um, and Anthony says, it seems like uh, he was forcing a lot of them to pits. I agree. That's part of the pressure. That was part of the pressure I think that Marcus Mariota was feeling was that he has to get the ball. We got to get the ball to these guys. I got to get in my playmakers. He's hearing some of this stuff um, that that everybody's saying, and that, that's part of it. He was pressing, pressing to get the ball to Pitts, pressing to get the ball to London, um, and w wasn't real accurate in doing it. It's not that they weren't open. Sometimes he was skipping the ball to a guy who – standing up if he if he stood under a basketball goal and stretched his arms all the way up he'd come close to the rim <laughs> I mean he's he'd be about 10 feet you know without without jumping I mean he's got huge catch radius long arms six foot six and you're throwing it at his feet on the hop it was it was it was not a good night for Mariota and he'd be the first one to tell you that Falcons Nation on YouTube coming and says good morning Scott well, 
Good morning to you. You know what I'm upset about? Two straight years, this team has invested in pass catchers. The least amount of assets are invested in the trenches. I don't see anything different than the Mitroff era. We're on the same wavelength because I was just saying that as you were typing this up. I was just talking about how the short-term receivers don't didn't really help this team. They, they're, they're not. These are long-term plays. It really grated my nerves when it was happening, though. The national media, who did, God bless them, they try and cover everything, you know, an inch deep. And they're just, oh, this is a really go-for-it move by the Atlanta Falcons. Pitts, Ridley, Jones, Matt Ryan. How is anybody going to stop this offense? Easy. You, you keep sacking Matt Ryan. That's how. Um, and you just run all over them because they can't stop anybody. It was not a win-now move. But if you... Look at the Bengals as the model. If you get your skill players, build the trenches, then you've got these guys that are three years in. They're really ready to go. Arthur uh, Blank will re-sign these guys. You know, if they want to stay, they, he he will pony up and pay a premium, pay top dollar for these guys. You don't have to worry about this. This isn't the, the old Smith era, the old Rankin-Smith era, where any decent free agent was out the door the very first possible uh, opportunity. These are long-term. These guys are super young. They're long-term. The Falcons are one year ahead of schedule on my timeline where they could compete for the playoffs and be like a legitimate playoffs, you know, where they're knocking on the door of 10 and 7, 11 and 6 next year, not winning their division at 7 and 9 and in the playoffs. That doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count for me. Um, but the Falcons want uh, – says fans want Bijan. Bijan uh, Robinson is the last name to run back out of Texas – in the first round next year, we might end up like the Steelers with all these weapons and no line and no quarterback. Miss me on the running back, man. Anybody that wants a running back for this team isn't paying attention. What what do I need a running back for? I, I got a practice squad guy in Caleb Huntley who's killing it. I got a fifth-round pick in Tyler Algier who's killing it. That just goes to prove I can get running backs. Running back is one of the easier positions to fill. I don't need to use a first-rounder on a running back for God's sakes. Not in this day and age. Every rule change in the last 30 years has not only benefited the offense, it's benefited the quarterbacks in the passing games. So either you're either taking advantage of that and getting players that can help you pass the ball or getting players that can help you stop the other team from passing the ball. Linebackers, running backs, they're way down the list of priorities anymore for sure. Um and Kevin agrees, you know, dime a dozen on the running backs. Give me defense. Yeah. Edge corner for me. And then again, and if you if you were to tell me that you're going to bring in Jalen Carter, you're never going to hurt my feelings with an athletic 300 pounder. It doesn't necessarily have to be edge for sure. Um, Dave coming in says, Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Dave. Glad you could make it. And Dylan has a question coming in. Says, let's say Ritter isn't the answer. Do you see any any quarterbacks you'd like to see on this team? Lamar Jackson? <laughs> Out swinging for the fences. How about Lamar Jackson in an Arthur Smith offense? Uh, if he doesn't want to re-sign, if you're willing to spend a ton of money on Deshaun Watson and send a bunch of draft picks away for Deshaun Watson, wouldn't why wouldn't you think about doing the same for Lamar Jackson? Now, can Baltimore sew him up and keep him? That'll be big. But if 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 it ends up coming out where they are shopping him because they can't quite come to an agreement. So they want to feel around. I think the Atlanta Falcons will be in there. Um, I haven't watched as much college. I still like Bryce Young. 
there's a lot of talk about, you know, oh, he's not big enough. He won't hold up. God, he's a magician. You know, there's slight quarterbacks or smaller quarterbacks that have made it in the NFL. Again, the rules change. You know, he's not he's not necessarily a runner. He can run. He is he runs to escape to pass and extend plays. Uh, plenty of arm. Uh, CJ Stroud, those guys will probably go top five. Uh, I liked what I saw from Will Levis out of Kentucky, but I haven't watched it. I haven't watched a ton of him recently to see how he's been doing. So um, we'll see there. There will be quarterbacks in this draft and there's a bunch in 2024. I don't want to hear about quarterback in 2024. Uh, either it's Ritter or go get one this year. Don't reach though. I, I, I will. I will hedge on that. <clears throat> Didn't want a quarterback in the last class in the first round. I was thrilled with Ritter in the third thrilled. Didn't want him in the first. Not where the Falcons. There was talk about the Falcons. Falcons trading up to get Malik Willis. I'm like, are you high? Are people watching the same thing that I'm watching? You know, you got Kenny Pickett, who's okay. You know, poor man's Drew Brees. Um, Malik Willis, uh, you know, a running back with a strong arm. You know, he's an erratic as hell passer. At the end of the day, I don't care how exciting you are running the ball. At the end of the day in this league, you got to be able to complete passes. He's not there yet. Um, so next season, I haven't seen anybody that makes me think, okay, I'm not willing to give Desmond Ritter a shot. But again, that's why we want to see Desmond Ritter get a shot. We don't know if he's at the answer. They might. That's the one thing that I, I, had, I talked about earlier, Dylan. The, the, the Terry Fontenot, Arthur Smith, Dave Ragone, that bunch, they may already have their mind made up on Desmond Ritter. They might. Could be positive, could be negative. We don't know. They're not going to tell us, so we don't know. On that note, we're at about 45 minutes, and what I do know is I'm going to get moving for the day. I appreciate y'all joining me this morning on the uh, the morning after on the gut reaction. So uh, it was, uh, and if questions keep coming in, I'll uh, I'll um, I'll keep answering. I'll stay here. Uh, but Dave says, Scott, I just don't know if Young can take too many sacks. He looks like a chronic separated shoulder waiting to happen. Yeah, I mean. As Kyler Murray missed a lot of time with uh, with with injuries, um, he's as small a quarterback as I've ever seen. You know, he's he's tiny. Um, he's not just uh, you know short, but he's he's thin too. He's light. Um, you know, so that would be kind of my comp on him. And he runs more to run. He absolutely runs. Um, whereas Bryce is running to avoid pressure. To he's not trying to take hits downfield. He wants to get rid of the ball. He wants to pass. Um, so I'll take a look. You know, I'll look. But I, the more I watch Bryce Young, the more I like Bryce Young. You know, we say about the the it factor. You can't measure it. You can't tell. But you, and you can tell when someone's got it or not. And by God, Bryce Young has it. He's got it. That's a guy I want on my team for sure. On that note, y'all, I am going to get out of here. Help you enjoy your weekend. A, it's a lot more fun to watch the rest of the games when you got a win in your back pocket, but you'll just have to watch. Watch your fantasy teams. See how they do over the weekend. Relax for a little bit. The Bears are coming to town. Hometown kid, Justin Fields. Uh, I've kept a close eye on him because that was who I said over and over and over again. If the Falcons don't trade down at four, take Justin Fields at number four. That was who I wanted. He's starting to turn things around a little bit. We'll see if he can keep it up and keep going in that direction. It's a knee-jerk, it's a, a knee-jerk reaction here with everything. Um, with uh, you know, have a good game, all of a sudden they're spectacular. But on that note, um, gonna get out of here. Appreciate you for joining, uh, joining me this morning. 
we will be back on Monday, probably be back on Monday to do a, we'll, we'll do some, do some draft stuff, do some, we'll do some reactions. We'll see if the Falcons are still in first place, but on that note, thanks for joining me. Have a good weekend, everybody.